It is Monday on Daily Delivery. Michael Rand here, Patrick Royce with me as well. We got to talk some twins, Patrick. Maybe we'll get to that um, in a moment here. We'll talk some PGA golf, some Andrew Wiggins, and maybe some Gophers baseball because that season is most definitely over. It's been over for a while now for all practical purposes because that was not a good season for them. But let's, let's start with the PGA and get to the Twins in a minute because the Twins are going to be here for a while. And that PGA championship finish was was really something else with Justin Thomas. What do you start today? Seven back? Um, Seven back. They said, I think, the third, third most strokes in the history of the majors that uh, somebody has been behind going into Sunday and winning. I think they said third. Uh, it was incredible, but everybody played terrible. I mean, yes. He played great. And everybody else played terrible. This Zalatoris, if he hadn't been luckier than it could possibly be, he could have shot. That would have been a neat, nice, smooth 78. And some, I mean, it was terrible. He hit it all over the ballpark and he ends up in the playoff with a chance to win because he makes a couple of decent putts, you know, saving par, saving putts the last couple of holes. And he ends up in the playoff because the, uh, how do we pronounce in the Chile, the kid guy from Chile's name? Uh, Perea? Perea, yeah. Yeah, uh, Perea. Did you see that swing on 18? That's oh, one of the was, worst swings I've ever looked seen. Looked like what one of my swings. He just like rushed through well, the backswing and just flew it out to the right. What was he trying to do? He, didn't have to, he hit a 275 with your three wood down the middle. Yep. Instead, he's trying to kill it and hit it down there where Justin Thomas hit it. And it goes in the middle of this uh, small little creek down there that's uh, running along. And uh, all of a sudden, he's lost the tournament uh he played terrible the last five six holes he ended up making a he almost made a putt that would have won it on 17 and then maybe he would have been smart enough to hit a you know hit a three wood off the tee but uh uh man alive was that a was that a mess and for most of the day it was boring as could be and then you end up with a playoff and it's kind of fun and justin Thomas, the one guy on the leaderboard that's actually a player, ends up winning it, which is uh, pretty amazing. That uh, at the end of regulation, though, that T-ball he hit on eighteen was unbelievable. Yes. He just killed it down the down the you know. But he he missed the putt on eighteen in regulation, and it looked like his all his relatives had died because he thought he had eliminated any chance to win because it kept him at five. Right. <laughs> And he's like just suffering. And then, uh, you know, an hour later, he's dancing around because he wanted. So, uh, yeah, it was, it turned out okay. But man, I, I covered that the last time they were there for the PGA in the middle of August. If they really changed that golf course, funk, funk, made it much funkier, uh, much trickier. Uh, what, what is the one, uh, the, the one par five is almost 650, right? Yeah, Six, it's unbelievable. Seven. And then they got a par uh, four that's now five forty or something like that. I mean, if these guys, if these guys are going to switch from titanium to carbon and hit it even farther, uh, you know, they get what they deserve. It is funny though, Mike, when you grow, when you grow some rough, and you make in, and the, some of the greens are fairly small. A lot of the greens are fairly small, and you grow a bunch of rough around the greens, and and make them hit a you know, an eight iron or something, 
to the to the green into a tight little spot, you can still make them miserable. You know, there's yes. not, you know, that, you know, now they'll go to St. Andrews uh, for the British Open. And if the wind doesn't blow, somebody will shoot 22 under, you know, because right. uh, it, it's all the wind because they can't trick them up. But if they, they get these guys in there now to redo these golf courses and, uh, and make them hit those second shots into tight places with a lot of rough, uh, around, uh, they, they can, and make the greens as hard as they possibly can. That's the other thing to make, make the greens when they, they're not that receptive to a ball that you have to hit the perfect shot to keep it on the green. Otherwise right. it's a roll here, roll there, roll off. They did a lot of roll offs on this golf course too. And, uh, you can, you can make it a, you can make it a torture for the fellas. And I mean, you know, you're there, uh, you're there, uh, uh, four days and five under gets you in the playoffs. That's pretty amazing. It is. And it was, you know, like you said, Justin Thomas was kind of the only guy on the leaderboard. He wasn't really on the leaderboard at the start of the day, but by the end no. was one of the only guys who had really, you know, been there before this was his second major. And, you know, sometimes, in golf, the notion of pressure gets overblown. You see guys just cruise to a cruise to a Sunday win, even at a major, and they just kind of tame whatever nerves there are and just you know play a solid round. But man, when it starts to slip away, there is nothing more brutal in sports than watching someone just fight it out there. And Pereira was just oh god fighting it, especially on eighteen. Just the there's nowhere to run, nowhere to hide when no, you are it. when it's all going away from you in golf. Nobody else to blame. You can say you got a bad hop or something like that, but there's nobody else to blame. And now we'll see how this guy handles it. Uh, we may never hear from him again in a big tournament. You know, he might, this might've been his one moment and he was going to win it. it. It is amazing that he and the uh, uh, Neiman kid, uh, is it Joaquin Neiman? The, uh, the, the, the other kid who's been popping up. Both yeah. from Chile, uh, both, uh, you know, they, 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 they had the, the Neiman doing some interviews during the thing about their, you know, even now Neiman's considerably younger than this guy, like three years or so, three, four years, but they played uh, together, you know, all these youth tournaments and stuff like that. And they, they know each other really well. That's, it's one of the grand parts of golf is it's such an international game now that, uh, yes. that, uh, you know, you got guys showing up from Chile that they're trying to win major tournaments. I'm, I'm happy for Justin Tam. I've always kind of liked him because he, uh, you know, he goes for it and he hits it long and, uh, uh, you know, he's, he, I'm kind of a fan of his. So, uh, it, and he, he goes through his periods when he's the best player in the world and then his periods when he's struggling like, uh, everybody else, but, uh, man, what a win that is for him. Well, yeah, and the play in the playoff too. I mean, what did he shoot two under in the playoff? I mean, when you yes. you don't, it's nice when the playoff isn't by default when someone doesn't when it's not because someone fell apart or just lost it. You know, it was but they both they both birdied the first playoff hole and Thomas made another birdie, I think, on the second hole. Right, so that's you know that's earning it right there. That, that I mean, you you it didn't back into anything with that. He he comes back coming seven down, like you said. If that's that's about as big as you're gonna get. Especially in a major, so he's he got to be he had to be surprised just that he was even. He must have been like three or four different surprises all day to wind him up in that spot. He probably probably started the day thinking, "I'll give it my best shot," but I probably got no chance to to leapfrog all these guys on the leaderboard. No, it's uh, yeah, it was. I mean, it it really 
for a while I was, I spent most, I missed the twins five run rally because I was watching golf that I saw that they, they had rallied. So I watched yes. the night, but, uh, but uh, yeah, it was, I mean, for most of the day, it was like watching soccer. I mean, there was nothing happening, you know, and, uh, and uh, you know, you got a bunch of, uh, you know, non-famous player. I mean, Zalatoris, we know he is, but he's playing terrible. And, and Perea had a, he has his chances to pull away, but he was never playing great. You know, nobody, right. nobody was playing good. And uh, all of a sudden, Justin Thomas is playing great at the end and ends up winning it. So uh, it's, I, I think the, uh, the May thing for the PGA is, I think it's great for the PGA, but I don't know what it'll, we don't have another one coming here. I wonder if they're afraid of, uh, you know, we have the Ryder Cup, but uh, in, in 28, but they don't have a PGA scheduled here. And I was looking at the, the schedule. I wonder if they're afraid of May. Yeah. Well, the weather, the weather here is very unpredictable in May. Yeah, I mean, the last four days ago, I'm riding around with the top down, and this weekend, I'm freezing to death. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, uh, I mean, it, it, it would be tolerable here, right? You could have yes. having four gorgeous days, but that's a rainy season. Yes. And it can be, you know, the other day, I'm driving home and driving hail, you know? So, right. I mean, you could get lousy weather. It'll be interesting to see what they what they do. I know they'd like to get another open, but they're tied in with the PGA Hazeltine, uh, you know, right now to get that second Ryder cup, which is so we can go out there and make idiots out of ourselves, getting drunk and shouting USA, 50,000 people who don't see a shot, but they pay $14 for a beer and get drunk and act like idiots. But, uh, uh, you know, most overrated event in sports these days, if you ask me, but, uh, when they, when they, you know, come in and make the golf course as easy as they can to, uh, to win it, but that's another point, but, uh, the only shots, the only shots they see are measured in ounces. Yeah. But I would, uh, I would uh, much prefer to have a PGA back here, but I don't know if we're going to get one. It'd be nice to have the U S open one of these years too. But I, I I was looking at the schedule and I don't think they have an opening till 29 or 30 or something like that. So, but yeah, it was, it was, I think it was something the golf season needed. Take a playcation to mystic Lake for 24 seven gaming, fun restaurants and bars and luxurious hotel rooms. And join Club M to bask in the rewards. Follow the lights to Mystic Lake, where every day is play day. And uh, well, well, poor old Tiger. I was going to say. After yeah. shooting 79, yeah, I bet he wished he hadn't made the cut. Because <laughs> he right. had, to, had to make a putt at the end to make the cut, I guess. And, he, you know, he was halfway through his second round. He was going home for sure. And then he played pretty good on the, back, on the, on the second nine and made the cut, but man, he looked terrible on, they, they showed him and somehow he's a drama dramatist. He always has been. So if he happens to be playing lousy, all of a sudden the limp gets a lot greater. And right. uh, like Carl, you like go, go Gomez when he was out at second base, you know, he'd look like he got shot, but, uh, but I, in this case, he just looked miserable. And uh, yeah, I, I would guess he, I might, I would guess he might pass on the U.S. Open and and play the British because he loves St. Andrews. But I said all along when he came back that uh, you know that Augusta was the one place where he could maybe compete because Augusta is 
not a difficult golf course if you hit it fairly straight because there's no rough. You got a lot of room to hit it off the tee. He's hit every shot there is to hit on that golf course, you know, because he plays it every year. Yeah. And it's not, you know, as long as there's not rough and he can hit it a little crooked, he'll be okay. But this, you know, when he goes to a PGA, which they're all set up tough now, and then the U.S. Open, of course, is always set up tough. And if there's rough, he's he's not going to compete because, uh, you know, he's, he's you know, gets a little crooked. And uh, when he gets crooked, he's, uh, you know, you're going to shoot some big numbers right now. But we've seen the last of them as far as majors are concerned. There's no doubt about yeah, it. Yeah, so. he, just, he just doesn't have that in him anymore. You, uh, you mentioned the Twins comeback a minute ago. We should get to that because that was – I don't know. I didn't see that coming either. I was, I saw this, I saw it at six, nothing. And then I gave up on it and I was, you know, ready to make a little bit fun of their Sunday kind of getaway day lineup. No Buxton, no Correa. I said the only guy missing was Jeff Rebelay. <laughs> Jeff Rebelay. That's a name from the past. Jeff, Chris Jeff Parmalee Rebelle. could not be reached. Yeah. Jeff had uh, 100 bats a year and 80 of them were on Sunday, you know, every year. So uh, <laughs> he was there's one of our Sunday, he was our Sunday shortstop. A great guy, by the way. But uh, yeah, it was like, okay, you know, I, I could not get all worked up about, I bet, you know, I get worked up about the Buxton thing and the resting thing. But, but we've had such a tradition of Sunday lineups around here, Kelly and garden hire that, yes. I mean, you look at that, you don't even react to it. You know, you just say, okay, that's, that's their Sunday lineup. And uh, boom, out of nowhere, they come back and get that singer just cruise through them for seven. Any, yeah. I mean, I didn't watch all seven, but I watched, I probably watched him face 15 batters through the course of the afternoon. They did nothing against him. And it's uh, 6-0, and everybody's patting him on the back and getting the congratulations, and then their bullpen, uh, which they got some hard throwers in that bullpen, and uh, they give up, they get a quick five, and then uh, boom, they, uh, you know, who's been good for him? Gary Sanchez. He's yeah, getting he a has. Lot of, hitting a lot of doubles and uh, a lot of clutch hits for him. He's, he's not a terrible catcher. He's not very, you know, he's, he's, he's I wouldn't say he's average, but he's, he's, he's okay. You know, he's not, you don't say, Oh my God, Sanchez is catching like you thought you might have to. And, uh, you know, he's been good, but that's, uh, that's kind of, you pop up and win that one out of nowhere. That's, and especially when you got the eighth inning rally and you only get five, you know, you can, you get it, you got a chance to keep that inning going and you don't go ahead of them and then boom, they come right back and go ahead again in the ninth inning. So that's a nice win. Now they come home and play the Tigers for, is it four or three? Three, I guess. And then they go back next week and play the Tigers five, right? So yes. uh, this is, this enjoy this uh, next, uh, between now and the end of May, they're just playing, what, Kansas City and, uh, and Detroit. So yeah, it's like, right? Yes, they got three more with Kansas City after this one, I think. And then, uh, you know, Come uh, June, you're going to have to start playing the, the fellows that uh, count, and uh, we'll we'll see how that works out. But hey, I always say I always say in baseball, it's not who you play, but when you play them. And the, this is right now a good time to be playing the the bottom of the uh, the bottom of the central. Now the Whiteys beat the Yankees twice yesterday in uh, New York, so uh, perhaps they are waking up and coming out of their coma. After Josh Donaldson almost started a riot again, what a moron! But uh, uh, the White Sox are 
the only team to worry about, that's for sure. But have they, well, they've already played them those, they beat them, they swept them here when the White Sox were really having trouble, right? But so they've only played them three games, right? I think that's right. Yeah. And that was when they, they got, right when they got hot, where the Twins got hot. Yeah. They got 16 with them left. So that's, that's what, that's the team to look out for because they are, uh, you know, they went and got a pit. They went and got Johnny Cueto and he's pitching good for them to replace Lance Lynn and, uh, uh, they're probably going to put the fork in Dallas Keuchel when uh, Lance Lynn comes back because he's been terrible. But uh, uh, you know they're they're still the team you got to worry about because uh, yeah. you know Robert started the year horrible and now he's he's starting to hit and he's great center fielder and they you know they've had, they've been banged up. Tim Anderson can't catch a ground ball, but uh, that's going to be the team to worry about for sure. Josh Donaldson sparking two. AL Central teams to greatness this year seems like the <laughs> departure from here seems to have yeah. changed the clubhouse a, a little bit uh, to to say the least. So I don't, I don't think they by, by the end they by the end they could not wait to get rid of him. No, no, God, they hated him. Uh, Tim Anderson, uh, he calls Tim Anderson who's goofy too, right? So I mean that's you know that's okay, but he calls him Jackie because. According to him, he called him, hey, Jackie, how you doing? Because uh, three years ago or two years ago, Tim Anderson had something about Jackie Robinson, and he looks at himself as carrying the legacy of Jackie. Right. That was Donaldson's excuse. Right. Well, if you have to explain it that thoroughly, yes, you're in trouble. You know, maybe the rest of the world isn't as intellectual as you are, Josh, as far as that. But, yeah, he just he can't help it. He's a, he's a disturber. And, uh, it, I don't think there's anything, you know, baseball pretty much has to accept his excuse that he screwed up and he apologized. And, and, uh, but Anderson did hit a home run there yesterday and got to trot around, got to trot around the bases in about 42 seconds. So at Yankee stadium, but, uh, and, and, you know, that, that thing, I, was watching Saturday that thing could have really turned into something and that was one of those fights that you don't know where did it start from and it, but it, it turned out to be something he'd said to Tim Anderson so yeah we don't miss him I like Herschel he's a good player yeah he had the winning hit uh Sunday twins now 25 and 16 and basically That's a little bad. just a little bit past that you know basically essentially the quarter pole of the season yeah. right one one quarter through the season Anyway, I think quarter pole technically would be three fourths of the season. So let's say one quarter through the season. Um, you know, on pace for almost a hundred wins. We they've they've they haven't played many, haven't played a great schedule. I mean, I think the only thing we can really conclude is that I don't know if they're all I don't know if they're a really good team, but I know they're a lot better than a lot of really bad teams. Yeah, they uh they're still, uh, I, I don't trust the pitching at all. I like, you know, we all like Joe Ryan. There's no reason not to. And I like Sonny Gray for the long term. But beyond that, over, eh, you know, okay. Uh, the other two guys, Archer and Bundy, are wasting time as far as I'm concerned. And, uh, and uh, you know, I, I just don't know if they got the starting pitch. And the bullpen has been good. But can it continue to be good? Uh, I mean, you got Duran. Everybody likes him. You got one lefty. Caleb Thielbar is your only lefty. <laughs> Taylor Rogers looked pretty good, if this, especially yeah. since Paddock yes. is out for the season. 
Yes, and uh, Emilio Pagan. It's, I mean, I wrote something Sunday about this. It's still unexplainable to me uh, why they just didn't wait and get something good for him. But uh, just going and giving him, giving him Taylor Rogers at six and a half million dollars to get Paddock to, to solve your starting problems when you know that he's had elbow treatment as recently as October. It was just, I mean, it's just puzzling beyond belief. But, uh, they will uh, try. They will try to outsmart the whole room. That's for sure. And that one backfired on it, something fierce. But uh, it's funny. They uh, this this new. You know, if you read the Star Tribune comments about the twins, we got the crusty old guys. You know that are responding. The, the Star Tribune comments are, ah, the twins suck. The pole ads are cheap. We build them a state. You know, we get the, you know, on the on the twins. But there's this uh, new generation of. Uh, positive sports fan you know i the other day i was saying the minnesota sports fans are getting way too positive about stuff they're, yes. uh, they're yes. making excuses for the wolves you know the wolves have a historic collapses you know in that series and the, they're trying to make excuses for the wild and everybody uh but there's this whole uh thing you know they're People were trying to defend the Taylor Rogers trade to me. Uh, mm. too. I, I think you're, you're going, you're going too far then. And of course I've been, I've been on the Rice Lewis. Uh, if he goes to St. Paul, have him play shortstop six days a week. Cause you want him to get better. He's not Jim Suan. Uh, uh, God love him today. Referred to his shortstop play as spectacular. Uh, I would say slightly above average. Uh, he's not, I don't like his footwork too well yet. I think he's got stuff to learn at shortstop, but the whole thing with him is this year is about replacing Korea next year. As far as I'm it's concerned. About, and it's about actually playing because he hasn't played in two and a half years. Yes. Yeah, it is. It's, it's being on a, yeah, being on the field, but I did notice that, on Thursday over there, he played shortstop and went three for three. Yes. And then on Saturday and Sunday, he played elsewhere and he went all for eight. Didn't he go over five with, didn't he go over five with five strikeouts four, when he played third strike. base? Four strike. Okay. Four strikeouts. Sorry. And, and then he was over three. So, and then yesterday he played shortstop again and went three for five or something. So <laughs> anyway, on Twitter yesterday morning, I said, you know, Royce Lewis and shortstop three for three batting a thousand Royce right. Lewis played not playing shortstop over eight batting zero. My point is proven. And these <laughs> dummies, of course, thought I was, <laughs> these dummies thought I was actually saying that. Right. But anyway, it's, it's been something to talk about, but you know, he'll be back up here or somebody's going to get hurt. And, yeah. You know, or she'll pull a hamstring or something. He'll come back up and play third. And, and I think we should, instead of being all upset about it, we should all look at this and say, wow, he might be a real player. Yes. Right? Yeah. The best, the, the best thing they found out is that he can play. Yeah. That was to me, the bottom line was okay. Now we see it. Yes. Because if you watch Hunter Green pitch, which I did two days ago, yeah. that is some world-class stuff that he's throwing there and this is your and this this could look really embarrassing if you know if that kid gets his act together and you know he's a two-pitch pitcher now for Cincinnati and becomes a superstar 
and and Lewis can't play, then you'd be embarrassed. It looks like he can play. Let's be happy. Right. You know, I don't think we have to be uh, complaining about him not being here. Uh, right now, they, you know, if, if Rocco gets his way, and I hope he doesn't, but I see Rocco's campaigning to continue to have 14 pitchers even after the current Mark May 29th deadline. I'm hoping he doesn't win that one, uh, that they do go to the 13th pitcher limit. But, uh, you know, they're going to – but if they only have a three-man bench, you know, where, what's – what are you going to, and one of them's Buxton who's only going to play 60% of the time, you know, what, what, what are they going to do with Lewis? I mean, yep. you gotta, that's how, I mean, if you get, if you get Lewis here, then Nick Gordon's gone. Right. And that's, yeah. I'm not a big Nick Gordon fan, but uh, I mean, that's, you know, people are, people are acting like there's a big gap in this lineup and there isn't because the rise can play first base. Everybody's, yeah, he's not. He's fine to get his bat in the lineup. Having him play first base is fine. He's no worse than the big, big lug that was playing there. Yes. Batting three, he's fine. He doesn't, you know, he, he's probably not a scooper yet. But the other thing is, Kirloff's been hitting some, and he'll be your first baseman before the year's over. So then what? Where do you? Right. Where are you? Where are you going to put? Royce Lewis. I, I don't think we should be all traumatized about Royce Lewis. I don't being in St. Paul. You mentioned uh, you know, twin 25 and 16 go for baseball. Let's talk go for baseball a little bit because that season ended over the weekend, <laughs> Patrick 16 and 36. I believe you looked it up um, in the RPI. They were what? 246 out of like out of 301. Yeah. And, uh, some hmm. of those 301, like St. Thomas, aren't actually eligible through the NCAA, but St. Thomas was 283 or something. But, you know, well, some of the Summit League was like down there at the bottom. And, uh, but St. Thomas, they played them four times. They beat them three. St. Thomas beat them six to nothing the last time they played. Yeah, I saw that. But mid season, they, I mean, midweek, they played South Dakota State and got hammered and, uh, it's bad, and I don't know. I, I it came out of nowhere, really, too, because 2018 that was a great team. That was one of the best fielding baseball teams I've ever seen in college. I'm not, you know, an aficionado of college baseball, but that team made every play. They had Patrick Fredrickson was the freshman of the year nationally, the pitcher, and they had Max Meyer. They had you know, really good pitching, great fielding. They went to a super regional and ended up, unfortunately for them, playing Oregon State, which had Larnick and Rutschman and that whole crew of players, and they got beat, but uh, in the super regional. And actually entering to, you know, and then they were okay, you know, 19 and 20, it kind of wavered. And going into last year, they, we, they thought they were going to be pretty good. And they went six and 31 or yeah. six and 35 or something, because they only played big 10 games last year. Right. The I Pan think that Pan. was, I think it was 20, I think it was 2020. That they only played the big 10 schedule, right? Uh, or no, no, you're right. I think no, it was, no, no you're right. right. It was last year. It was last, last year. year. They went six and then John was complaining because he didn't have those midweek games to develop his pitches. Well, their ERA was over eight last year and they were terrible. Yes. And they were, they would, and on Sundays they would get beat twenty-one to two, you know, because they were absolutely had no pitchers. So this year their pitching was 
it seemed like it was a little better for a while as Sam Ireland was their Friday guy. And then he hit the wall. And anyway, two straight years last in the Big Ten and, and a solid last in the Big Ten, two straight years. It's bad. And, uh, you know, thank goodness uh, if you're a, if you're a baseball fan, fan of baseball, thank goodness John Anderson got Siebert Field uh, built. Those guys would be putting a fork in the program with their lack of commitment to baseball. So, uh, but I don't know what they're going to do. I think. I think next year is his la- is John's last year. He, they gave him a two year contract. If I was them, then I'm not, and I don't. This is just what I would think yeah. would be a good idea. Bring in Brian Robbie from Bethel as the head coach and waiting to be an assistant next year. Let John coach one last year. They'll hope they can escape the basement and then have Robbie take over because former Gopher. Hard-nosed guy, great, great knowledge of baseball, has the Minnesota commitment. I know he's only at Division Three, but uh, I, I know the guy well, and he would be good, and he would be committed, and uh, he would have the energy you need to uh, get that thing going again. They cannot dip into this pool of assistant coaches they have now because those guys – have basically failed. And, uh, you know, I don't have anything against either of them, Casey and McDevitt. I don't even know them, but they have failed. If this is the product, they have failed. So they need, they need to look elsewhere for their next coach. And John, you know, had the health problems this year with the eye surgery. And the last time I talked to him, he still couldn't see how he was still recovering with his left eye. I assume he wants to come back next year for one more year on the two year contract, but you know, maybe not. I don't know. Maybe this was it. I, I would think he wouldn't want to walk away with, but the, the idea coming back this year was he didn't want to walk away from right. a disaster and then they had another disaster. So it's, it's, it's pretty, you know, one thing else, Mike, and I might've said this before is there's a lot more schools in the big 10 that are taking baseball seriously. They got new ballparks, they got new coaches. They're, you know, they're trying to win for years. The Gophers were good and they kind of benefited. You could get a bunch of Minnesota kids and they kind of benefited from just, you know, caring a little more than everybody else did. Now, now all of a sudden it's, uh, you know, the league's tougher than everybody's more committed to it. And, uh, college baseball in general is in, in, in pretty good shape compared to what it was five, 10 years ago. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's awful. And, uh, there's no other, you know, I like John, I've, you know, been over there a lot through the years and usually interview him, you know, write a column on him at least once or twice a year. But, uh, this is, this is a disaster right now. A little less, uh, uh a little more positive, uh, note go for softball. Unfortunately, their season ended, but they did make the tournament. They, uh, uh that happened by the way. They think no. ninth in the big 10. I think Who's- they were ninth. Yeah, I don't know. It was, I think it was, it was almost a little bit of a surprise to them. They ran into Texas A&M, so their season is over as well. But uh, with more of a more success, obviously, than the uh, than than the baseball team had. Patrick, I've, I've got you know why. Let me say this about softball. Yeah, the one thing is, you know, the Gophers to revitalize their baseball pitching, they need eight, right? Yeah, softball, you need one. You need one, maybe two. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. You need Pfizer, and then you need somebody to 
you know, you need somebody to pitch 75% of your games and then you need a backup. Right. Right. So it's a little, the, the thing is, uh, Piper Ritter, who's was their pitching coach over there all those years has not had that pitcher. Now autumn peace was good last year, but not good this year because she was coming back from some kind of surgery and, uh, they don't have a dominant pitcher. And guess what? If you don't have one at softball, you're not going to win. No, no, that's, uh, that's it. If you don't have that one, um, Patrick, let's finish up talking quick. Um, Andrew Wiggins. We could, we could we could spend an hour talking about Andrew Wiggins and revisiting the the Wolves trade. Um, the things they sure could use right now, it seems like, are a defending, um, you know, consistent wing and some young talent, which is exactly what Golden State got in the uh, D'Angelo Russell for Andrew Wiggins, and it turned out to be <laughs> Jonathan Kuminga trade. But uh, we're not going to relitigate everything everything that happened in the past, but we, we should say this. Wiggins has been pretty good in the playoffs, and he sure, you know, he was kind of the catalyst in that game three win Sunday, that big dunk over Luka. The Warriors won game from, one game from making it to the NBA Finals without getting anything really from those really high draft picks they've had from Kuminga yet or from... Uh, or from Wiseman. It's just kind of amazing. It's the same, it's the same old guys getting it done plus Wiggins. Yeah, it is. And, uh, and, uh, you know, I, I can't see uh, Miami beating them and, uh, or the, the Celtics to give them a good, uh, good run, I think, but, uh, yeah, it looks like they're going to win it again. And boy, it's amazing what you, if you got the right people around you in the basketball, uh, attitude wise, uh, you know, and a big difference with him is he's playing with Curry. Now he's playing with Clay. Draymond Williams, uh, Draymond uh, Green's not going to let him uh, uh, slough around. Uh, you know, he's he's who would have he who would have carried him to to these heights here? Well, I missed the thing. What Towns wouldn't have Towns oh. would gotten him inspired at Pat. Beverly would have driven him nuts. Butler uh, tried, but Butler wasn't the right mix for him. Butler, no, Butler. Butler tried to make you better by demeaning you. Yes. <laughs> whereas, whereas, uh, I think Steph is a you know, well, come on, we need you. Let's do this, and, and not a screamer. And Draymond, I think Draymond would scream at you in a different way. You know, and yes, you know. On. We just, I'm six foot six and I'm guarding a guy seven one. What the hell? Come on, let's go. But uh, they got him joining the club. But when he started in the All Star game, it might be a little bit phony when you looked at the numbers and everything. Right. But he, and Devin Booker didn't. But he started in the All Star game, which means that a lot of people in the league considered him to be pretty damn good. So yeah. uh, it's, uh, it's, a, you know, I did, the good thing about it is we no longer have to hear about what a genius Gerson Rosas was because he, you know, when we all gave him, wow, he got rid of Wiggins. What a wonderful job he did. Well, he got d in his place and uh, he also gave up the number seven overall pick. So uh, it was like number four or five. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was oh, oh, was it that high? Was it? I it, it, was, it was protected. It was protected for the. Um, I think it was outside. Oh, it was only top, it was only top three protected, and I think it was it was yeah, I think it was either four or five that it ended up being. Wow, wow, yeah, would have been nice to get a point guard with that, wouldn't it? Been? Wow. Yeah, I mean it's all hindsight, and you know we we couldn't wait to get rid of Wiggins because it just wasn't hey. working here. But he 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 played for what? How many coaches did he play for here? Four? Did he have started with started with Flip? And of course there was the tragedy with Flip. 
then he had Sam Mitchell, then he had Thibs, then he had Ryan Saunders. I mean, he was, there was not a lot of winning no. or consistency here. Not a lot of it was on him, but um, yeah, I think Sam probably would have turned would have been the best for him if he'd stayed more than a year, right? So yeah. I think Sam might have been able to relate to him a little more. To, you know, Tibbs Tibbs gave him his money. You know, he looked Glenn in the eye and promised him he'd be a dedicated player, but uh, he got his money and, you know, he just, he, you, it was amazing how often you'd be kind of watching casually from across the room and say, Wiggins playing tonight. Right. <laughs> you know, it was, you know, the, he was not an inspirational character, but uh, you know what? Physically, he looks a little different too, don't you? There's more muscle there than yeah. uh, there was. It looks like, uh, you know, he's he's taking it a lot more seriously. And, uh, you know, it'll be really interesting what these guys do this offseason. Uh, they got to get a guard, obviously. Yeah. Can you move D'Lo? Uh, that's, uh, that's, the, that's the question here. And uh, I don't know. They could, they, that team, a lot of people think, oh, they're young. They're going to get better. They could also get worse. We'll see yeah. what happens there. So. Not automatic for sure. Well, good stuff, Patrick. We'll do this again next week. I'm sure there'll be a whole raft of stuff to talk about. Actually, I, will we do this next week? Maybe we'll do it a little later in the week because next Monday Memorial is Day. Memorial Day. We'll, we'll see. In two weeks for sure. Enjoy, the, enjoy it, and uh, we'll see you soon. All right, Mike.